In the box. In the box. In the box. Hello and welcome to In The Box, brought to you by England Football. Last time you saw Tom and I, we were hanging out at Wembley Stadium. Well, now we've visited St George's Park, the home of the England football teams, to talk about a really important subject, equality and diversity in our grassroots game. This month, the FA are launching the Football Leadership Diversity Code, and Tom and I are going to speak to some of the key figures behind the code to find out what it means for our game. We certainly are, Charlotte. The code was launched within the professional game, and we're going to find out more about what it means for the non-professional game. And it's ever so fitting that we start the podcast here in front of Arthur Wharton. Arthur Wharton, for those that don't know, was the first black professional footballer within the game, a true trailblazer and pioneer of his generation. And in the face of adversity, he had some real success within the game. This diversity code is going to be such an exciting introduction to the grassroots game. I'm really excited to talk to our guests today. So, Tom, I think we should uh, crack on with the show. We certainly should. Please join us for kickoff. This, this is In The Box. Hello, guys, and welcome to In The Box. We are now joined by Edeline John. Edeline John is part of the team and the director overseeing the implementation of equality diversity and inclusion for the FA. It's a really important subject like me and Charlotte alluded to during the intro and the FA has been on this journey for quite some time now. The pursuit of progress was introduced in 2018. The football leadership diversity code for the professional game was introduced last year and of course FA is about to roll out the football leadership diversity code for the non-professional game. So thank you so much for joining us. I mean my first question to you is why is the FA introducing this code? From an FA standpoint, we recognise that football is a game that everybody can participate in and everyone can play. But when we look at the broader administration and the support structures around football, we recognise that we don't have the diverse representation that we want to see. So the Football Leadership Diversity Code was brought in to really look at how we could change culture, discussion around equality, diversity and inclusion across the entire football landscape. Because for us, we want it to just be a game that is in, in, explored, engaged, participated in by everybody. And of course, Edlene, the code is not just devised overnight. There's a lot of consultation, a lot of stakeholders, a lot of people that feed into that. Can you tell us a little bit on that process and how it works? It's fair to say that the design of the code has been a journey. It's been really important for us to go out and meet with all of the stakeholders who this will impact. So we've met with clubs, we've met with players, we've met with coaches and all of the volunteers that support the game from the National League system, the Women's Pyramid and indeed the grassroots space to make sure that it was relevant. And so the code does look different for this part of the game, but we have to recognise that this part of the game is predominantly serviced by volunteers. And so actually the time that they have that they can put into this code is going to be different and so we've allowed for a bit of flexibility in a different way. That's really interesting you make the point about volunteers because the grassroots game and non-professional game depends upon them so much but there are some quite clear commitments that clubs, volunteers, leagues can make. Can you just describe and talk us through those commitments? Yeah absolutely. So we recognise that actually the volunteers are the heartbeat of football across the country from a grassroots perspective, from a national league system perspective and from a women's pyramid perspective but we did want to have some tangible things that clubs could look at. So we've got some targets focused on how clubs could look at the leadership and the representation that they have within their structures. We've also got some targets focused on coaching and selection and saying actually how do we change the culture that we see across the clubs to make sure that it feels accessible and there's a sense of belonging. We don't have hardcore numerical targets in the same way that we do in the pro code but actually 
actually this is about changing and winning hearts and minds and recognizing that it's going to take a cultural change it's going to take a shift but that is going to take time so we want to do everything that we can to support all of the clubs to be in a position to really impact equality diversity and inclusion going forward yeah it's brilliant and obviously England football is all about connecting the grassroots game to the elite game we've got true diversity now in representation across obviously our England teams the players themselves the demographics are represented not exclusively but inclusivity is embedded throughout the structures and what have you what is it for clubs now to go on and look to try and achieve when we're saying true representation because we see within the club landscape that if you've got a role model or a leadership role within that club that is representation of you your experiences your community your background or whatever it is, may be you're going to have more of affinity to that club and that experience and that game it's about making sure that irrespective of what the representation is, that actually everybody feels included and feels like they belong. And part of that is looking at how we tackle discrimination and tackle various elements across the game. So again, as we look at this code, being able to report discrimination and encouraging the reporting of discrimination is another part that we're focused on. Similarly, it's about creating that awareness. So we recognise that actually you might not be aware of what the club closest to you is doing and the great stuff that they're doing from an equality, diversity and inclusion space. And so what we're saying is, as part of this code, let's talk about that information. Let's showcase great examples and let's make sure that everybody feels as though they can come along and be part of the football game. I think there'll be a lot of people listening to this that are really encouraged to see that the FA is being proactive, it's taking further steps around the subject of diversity and inclusion, but why do you think that this code is going to make a positive impact on English football? I think this code has a real opportunity to make sure that equality, diversity and inclusion comes to the forefront of people's minds when they think about football in the entirety. We've talked a lot about the topics of equality, diversity and inclusion as a society, but actually recognising that football is our national sport and a sport that really goes from the top of the country to the bottom, from the left to the right, actually there's a real opportunity to make sure that we engage with all communities and talk about the impact that individuals can have. I think sometimes when you think about equality, diversity and inclusion, it feels like something that's out of distance. It doesn't feel like there's a connectivity, but this code provides an opportunity for that connectivity, provides an opportunity for some transparency, but also provides an opportunity for clubs and leagues to be supported through this journey. And for us, that's really important because as I've said, this game is serviced particularly by volunteers in this space. And so we want to make sure that we are providing support, providing education and providing an opportunity for that transparency to get better. And Edlene, the final question I'll ask you, with the pro game behind it, signed up now a year into it, the grassroots are the non-professional games, the National League system, women's pyramid as well. What's the vision or what can we expect to see with the whole of football behind this in five to ten years' time? I think it's really important that you mention five to ten years time because I think we have to be honest in saying this is not a change that is going to happen overnight. It is going to take time, it is going to take a lot of work and a lot of investment but actually if we all pull together as English football what we'll be able to see is that football across the country from the top flight down to grassroots has an opportunity for everybody to participate and for everybody to be involved. People will be able to look up and see role models who come from similar backgrounds, who come from similar communities and who understand the journey that other Others have been on and for us that's really important um, so for me it's about the landscape entirely changing but changing in a way that takes everybody along on that journey it's not about excluding anybody it's about all of us moving further forward and that's what the FA is all about it's what England football is all about it's about creating those chances for everybody to play and experience the game we all love Edlene thanks ever so much for joining us on the podcast thank you this, this is in the box 
And welcoming back to this episode of In The Box is James Kendall. James Kendall is the Director of Football Development at the FA. James joined us when we introduced the Grassroots Football Strategy to you all. James, thanks for joining us on this episode of the podcast. Thank you for having me back. It's fantastic to, to be back on this show. And I just wanted to uh, start by just saying an enormous thank you to our clubs up and down the country who've just done an incredible job uh, over the last 18 months as we've all dealt with the pandemic. Uh, there are so many people involved in making football happen and uh, we recognise within the FA the extraordinary hard work that so many people have done in ensuring that football frankly is back to where it was uh, pre-pandemic. That's what we're finding now with our numbers uh, and that's just brilliant that we are and actually we're seeing an increase in teams now as well. So um, lots to play for as we head into the new season. James, it's so good to be back and I'm sure those that tune into In The Box will be really grateful for your thanks as well. There's a lot of positive work going on at the Football Association, least of all this exciting work around equality and diversity, the new code that's been launched to help the non-professional game. From your perspective, what benefits can this bring to our English game? Yeah, it's hugely exciting actually that we're taking this this initiative. I think the, the benefits for clubs are, are multiple. Uh, I think the reputational opportunity for, for clubs within their communities is huge to really demonstrate what they stand for. Uh, and I think that will help with relevance of clubs within their local communities. I think it helps with uh, trying to understand better the needs of their communities and indeed the decisions that they make as a club in terms of the offer, the football offer that they provide. And I, I hope over time, uh, we've talk about growth uh, in the game I hope over time that will encourage more people into the game and of course you'd expect some kind of financial benefit to come from that uh, for clubs uh, going forward as well. Yeah definitely James and we've been talking about and we heard it from Lean about connectivity and that people out there out there on their own when we're talking on this subject and we don't want any stigma or anything surrounding this where anyone feels excluded when we're talking about inclusivity mm. so when we're introducing the code, there might be a few clubs, volunteers and leagues out there that are a little bit unsure by exactly what we mean. Mm. And there's going to be resources and there's going to be a rollout and that raising of awareness that's so important for the game. Uh, well, I, I think you're absolutely right. And, and at, at its heart, there's, there's nothing to lose and there's, there's everything to gain to, to sign up to this pledge. As you say, we have resources, a plenty that we'll be providing. There'll be templates to be able to do this uh, and we'll make it as, as easy as possible. I think linking it into the accreditation framework is really helpful as well um, and we will just encourage clubs to take that step forward. And I think also it's about uh, encouraging clubs maybe to have a champion within their club who can really... Um, you know, champion uh, this uh, program within within their clubs going forward. So I think that there's so much to play for. And actually, if we do want a game free of discrimination and, and inclusive for all, then actually we all need to play our part to achieve that. I think that's a really good point about everyone playing their part. And we're here at the aspirational home of all the mm. England football teams. But every volunteer that tunes into In The Box can play their part. So what words of encouragement would you give to anyone, particularly perhaps a volunteer that gives a lot of hours up already, yeah. encouraging them to, to make this a priority amongst all the hours that they give to their club or league? Yes, uh, and, and we do recognise the amount of work that uh, volunteers have to put in. I, I think it just goes back to what I was saying, is just how important this is for the good of the game, for the health and well-being of the game going forward, that, that we, we have increasingly diverse communities uh, up and down the country and football has a massive role to play uh, in, in, in you know, helping that to, to be addressed and acknowledged and to support people to be able to play the game and I think the impact that can have on people's lives is just huge uh, and football has, uh, the power of football is just second to none.
James, thanks ever so much. You're exactly right. The FA has an extreme responsibility in this area and they're making great strides. And it's about the opportunity for the grassroots game and the non-professional game now to get involved. So the encouragement there is go and adopt the code, engage with us. We'll drop within the show notes when the code's going to be released, how you can adopt that policy if you're an England football accredited club. And we'll also share with you all the resources and all the guidance and all the information that you need to start the conversation within your club and within your league. James, thanks ever so much. Again. Pleasure. Good to be with you. This is In The Box. That is just about all we have time for in this episode of In The Box. Now you know all about the code, where to access it, the benefits for you and your club. Go out and find out more and sign up and make a positive difference to football in your local area. That's right. For those that are England football accredited, of course, it's going to be part of the criteria. So you'll be able to go within the club portal and adopt that policy. For the rest of you, the challenge is over to you. Come and be part of the conversation. Go and adopt the code. There's going to be training resources. There's going to be webinars. There's going to be all the support you need to have the conversations within your community, within your leagues and within your clubs to make sure equality, diversity and inclusivity remains a driving force within the game. And of course, we will link all of those in the show notes. But don't forget to subscribe to In The Box so you are the first to know when our latest videos drop. And also leave your comments as well if there are other subjects you would like us to talk about in the future. So keep an eye out on the englandfootballgrassrootshub.co.uk to sign up for them webinars. And me and Charlotte will catch you on the next episode. In The Box. In The Box. In The Box. In The Box. In the box.